Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Toys Day to you. Is I it Toys uh, Day? My goodness. It's, uh, I think it's Toys Day because tomorrow would be Friday. That's true. And yesterday was Wednesday. Day. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's it's Toys Day. You know, yeah, I have and, to tell you, doing this show, the, the week flies by, doesn't it? It's like you just finished doing a show and you're doing another one. I mean, the, and the news... It just never stops. It really doesn't. It's just amazing. Um, a lot of people are talking about the border. I mean, the border is a mess. The border is an absolute positive mess. And well, if you listen to the liberal news, they're going to tell you that it is uh, Trump's fault and the MAGA's fault. I was and, just going to uh, say that, Bill. That's exactly right. Think think about this for a second. Uh, they're, they're saying the reason why we have a border problem, an immigration problem, an invasion problem is because of Trump. And they don't want you, they don't want you to hear audio like this. There are Muslim communities, but African communities, Asian communities, Hispanic communities, and and the wave still continues. It's not going to stop, nor should we want it to stop. As a matter of fact, uh, um, it's one of the things I think we can be most proud of. So, uh, so there's a second thing in that black box, an unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America, absolute minority, fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. Wow. That's amazing. And by the way, I heard him say something very similar to that. During a debate with Trump on stage one time, nobody said a thing about it. You know, we're a nation of immigrants, and that's fine. I'm, You know, we represent freedom and, you know, personal choices. Uh, but... There is a framework for our country and constitution, and you have to sit there and, you know, adopt that framework to want to be in and and partake at this table of freedom. It is not for you to come in and say, yeah, I want your goods, but you got to adapt to me. I don't like your rules. Yeah. I don't like you. Well, As a matter of fact, you need to get out of here so I can take what you have. Get the hell out. I just came here. It's in 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 when people like Joe, yeah, are saying, yeah, they're right. Uh, they, when they, the Italians and, and the uh, Hispanics and uh, people from Greece and Germany, they came across uh, during the wave of immigration in the early 20th century. They all came here and adapted. They became. Americans, proud Americans, they learn the language. Their kids learn the language. They they actually uh, they actually embraced a a new custom in many cases, the American way of doing things, and uh, and they all became Americans. But you're right. What's happening now? Uh, it is not this. It's not that. This is different. They're coming here. They're literally, not figuratively. They're literally flipping the bird. At America, uh, you see it uh, more and more now. You, we saw pictures of Im- immigrants in New York coming out of uh, a building and seeing the cameras and flipping off the, the press. Um, and, you know, 
Biden is trying to say that the problem is Trump's problem right now. Trump was the guy who caused this illegal invasion. But listen to this. Don, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration, number one. Number two, what I'm going to focus on, and the, and your, uh, uh, the fact is that somebody in this group written a lot about the border. I mean, this guy, this guy's amazing. He admits that he's not going to add another foot uh, to the wall. So, I mean, is that Trump's fault? I mean, that's Joe's fault. Now you hear him saying this. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Yeah, it's our fault. It's yeah, our we fault. Did, yeah, yeah, we did that. We were building a wall. We said, hey, you know, you can come over, but there are rules. He took down the wall. He threw away the rules. Yeah, exactly right. Do you know what I saw yesterday, Bill? You can, this is going to make your blood boil. You may not want to do that. I mean, I may have to go see my cardiologist. Yes, I, but this this is, I saw a picture online, this is not doctored, of uh, a postal truck in a rural neighborhood mm-hmm. dropping off illegals. And literally, they were getting out and sprawling on somebody's front, front lawn, like, uh, you know, it was their property. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that a postal truck. Well, then I thought to myself, wait a second, would I put it past this administration to have the postal service delivering illegals to different uh, suburban communities and dropping people off? And where are these people? Let's say you drop them off in a neighborhood and they have no support mechanism. What are they going to do in that neighborhood? They're going to take stuff. They're going to, if they can't get warm because there's no shelter nearby, they're going to look for shelter. And that shelter may be in your garage or your car or your house. This is what's happening right now, friends. This clown that we have in office that many of you, not not a lot of our audience, a lot of our audience, thank God, are people of similar uh you know, they feel the same way as we do. But there are some in our audience who proudly voted for this guy. And this guy is crippling our country. And he's doing, now he's now he's like the kid who got caught stealing the cookies. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't take the cookies. He As did he it. he brushes the crumbs off his lips. Yeah, I yeah. know. He, he did it. I didn't do it. He did it. He took it. That's a lot of nonsense. Everybody knows that Biden did this. Yeah. Well, they you you think they they should know this. I think they should know this. But there are a lot of people that get their uh, their news from the six o'clock news. That's what you where you think you should go. But when they control the media, you know you've got to dig a little bit deeper. You got to sit there and go, well, you know, Trump lost to Eugene Carroll. Well, did he? Because Kaplan sat there and said. Well, you know, he predetermined, you know, what what the case was going to be. Uh, I, I don't know his political persuasion. I know he's an appointee. And, um, you know, it, but if you look at all the judges in every Trump trial, and you even got to ask, why are there so many damn trials against this one man? Did, did this one guy slip under the radar for, well, yeah, 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 he did. That's what a Democrat will say. No, but no, no, no. You look at people like Kaplan and all these judges and all these charges. And you got to sit there and, and wonder, you should wonder 
Why is it that every, you know, they have all these things presented by Democrat after Democrat after Democrat after Democrat, presided over, over by Democrat, 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 Democrat. Wait a minute. This is not fair. And, and I mean, the judges will even tell you beforehand, uh, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. I've yeah. already determined how this case hey, is going to go, but let's that, do it that, anyway. that, that appellate ruling yesterday, they were all people who were against Trump, politically against Trump. Three uh, left-leaning uh, ladies who were uh, judges who decided to uh, put it to Trump. You know, and, and by what you mentioned, uh, that Lewis, that E. Jean Carroll uh, decision. Uh, yeah. Judge Lewis Kaplan on Wednesday denied Trump's motion for a mistrial in that case uh, because uh, uh, Carol had apparently, think about this for a second, she deleted evidence that was under subpoena, meaning they subpoenaed some evidence, meaning you're supposed to preserve it, and she said, no, 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 you, you can't have that. I'm going to delete that. The judge said, well, uh, there's no proof that uh, President Trump ever uh, you know, wanted to see that evidence. It, it was some ridiculous thing. He was, he was essentially, he was covering for E. Jean Carroll for her deleting subpoenaed mm -hmm. evidence. I'm, I, I don't know about you, but if I had a subpoena in my hand that said, you have to preserve everything on your computer because it's under subpoena, I wouldn't then turn around and say, oh yeah, hit delete. Yeah, I, because well, I would probably go to jail for doing that. And e. Jean Carroll is stupid enough to do that or drunk enough to do it or both. But she also is a flaming liberal, and so is he. I, you know, I sometimes wonder. I look at him, and I'm going, you know, is this a lonely guy? And he's going, you know, maybe uh, he's doing a favor for a favor. That's all I'm saying on that. But yeah, the point is, you can't get in a... You, they had to file the appeal through him, but he already made a ruling. See, I he made a ruling before the. You're nicer than made, I am, Bill. You, he you, made a you're, ruling. You're giving him cover, and I think he's just a vindictive leftist operative who wears a robe. Well, he is a leftist uh, operative, but I'm just saying, in the stream of legality, because he's there. Yeah, you had to file an appeal. He's not going to sit there and say, "Oh, yeah, I might have, I might have made a mistake there." Oh, well, yeah, you got a point there. Nah, what I say stands. I'm the judge here in this court, and that's what he's doing. And you know, it was a kangaroo court, and he's the head kangaroo. You got to get it out of there. Now the problem is, is getting it to out of a kangaroo jurisdiction, and it just seems that they've got a lot of kangaroo courts all over the place all run by Democrats. Yeah. Go figure. And you think that this is not political? If you don't, you probably shouldn't vote. I heard somebody say, and it's so true, what, what should happen is if uh, you're going to have these people come into your community, right? If you're going to have these illegals come into community, they should be allowed to squat on people's property, but they have to be people who voted for this these Democrats who allowed this to happen, not for the conservatives who said, no, we don't want this. We're American. We have laws. They should get uh, protected from this. But if you are somebody who thinks that everybody should be allowed in this country, you know, we're a big country and we can take care of the world, then you, by all means, uh, go to your, let them go to your house. Let them squat on your property. 
You know, it's amazing. Well, you have Governor Hochul in uh, New York. You may have seen this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fast-tracking a law that will allow illegals to take jobs. Now, you may say, isn't that great? they got to work. they got to make some money. But when they take jobs, they're taking jobs from uh, citizens, folks, people, Americans. If you're, if you're allowing them to get a job in this country— then you are taking it from an American citizen, whether you believe it or not. If you know, well, you know what Trump wants to do, and I think this—I th- I think I heard him say this—but this is what I would do. Uh, I would to discourage illegal immigration. I would penalize businesses for hiring illegals. Well, I was just going to say what they're going to do is what they have done in the past. You know, you could be a hardworking employee and you're going along, and all of a sudden the government comes in and goes. You need to hire from this group of people that we tell you to hire from, and you get a tax credit, or you get a credit, or we help supplement that income. Uh, Mr. Harrington, we'd like to see you. Hey, thank you for your 25 years of service. Mm-hmm. I know that you were looking to get a uh, gold watch. Reti- uh, no, you <laughs> don't, uh, because, you, no, because you're not going to make it past the next 15 years to get to that happy <laughs> retirement age. As a matter of fact, I'm sorry, but there has been a change in the dynamics of the company. Uh-huh. Um, no reflection on you, of course, but don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. And I don't and speak Spanish. And then they go ahead and bring in, huh? And I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. And, yeah, you don't speak Spanish, and uh, we have a computer to let them understand what we're saying in English. Uh-huh. And, they, you know, uh, but they won't tell you that. They'll just replace you, and yeah. that's it, because it, it, they have been convinced through, you know, incentives financial. To, through incentive, government yeah. incentives to take illegals and to fire the citizens. Bill. Now, here's what I want to know. Okay, you said that you know the post guy dropped him off and they right. went and laid down on the law sprawling like, wow, thank you, yeah. this is mine. What are they promising these people before they get on the bus and come across the border and jump the wall? What are they promised when they get here? Are they promised that they're going to get a home or they're going to make room? Because they're asking people to give up rooms now. Hey, if they don't respect the property along the border, I mean, people don't realize if they break if they break into our country, you know, and they they're breaking onto somebody's property. A lot of farms and ranches have property that goes right up to the border. So when you see pictures uh on the internet of of garbage all over the place, that garbage is on somebody's ranch somewhere. You know, somebody's well, border. So why wouldn't they do it to your house and your property? You know, I wonder, you remember the old squatters, right? You know, uh, I think there was an Elvis movie about that, you know, where, you know, you got, you, if you took a, pair, a piece of land and you set up living quarters there and there were rules, you got to have some kind of shelter and place water and stuff like that. But all of a sudden, you know, you, that land would be deeded over to you. Are they going to do something like that? With the immigrants, they could go to farmland and say, hey, I'm sorry, but I put up a tent here. I got, uh, we, we dug a latrine. So if a guy, has, if a guy has like uh, 10 acres of property, he may lose an acre or two in the back of his property because somebody's squatting on it? He could lose nine acres, too. Uh, uh, have families. they ever heard of the, uh, the, the word trespassing? 
You know, if well, you have signage yeah. up, shouldn't that? Well, they'll probably say the signage doesn't work because you didn't put it in Spanish. Right. You didn't make it obvious and you didn't put up uh, proper deterrence. And then you'll have some little libtard that's a judge going, it's not my property. I'll tell you what, we're going to make yeah. a law and we'll make it retroactive. So they can sit there and take your land. You still owe the taxes on it, but they get it. You know, President, Trump was, know. President Trump was on with Dan Bongino talking about this. This problem, uh, illegals and jobs, listen. You have union jobs. They're good-paying jobs. They're good salaries, very high salaries in some cases. You're not going to have them any longer with millions of people flowing into our country because they're going to take over driving trucks. They're going to take over doing the kind of work that you represent and that other unions represent. And I'll tell you, the unions are in trouble more than any other group. The unions are in trouble because if you have trucks and you can get somebody for $6 an hour, even if that's illegal, which in many cases they'll do, they'll hand them six, seven, eight dollars. But if you're going to have an hour, if you can get somebody from six hours, you're not going to pay union wages and Teamsters wages. No way. And this will put the Teamsters out of business. And what does uh, Joe Biden say about all this? Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Unbelievable. I hear him say that, and I get angry. I think you lying son of a bee. For you to get up in front of a group of people and to blame all that you've done on us, not just President Trump, but his MAGA supporters. MAGA supporters. We're the people who are 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 desperately waving the flag to, to secure the border. Secure nah. This guy, you heard him before. You heard what I played at the beginning. I'm gonna play it again because you may have sure. you may have missed this. This is Biden when he was uh, speaking in front of a group. I think it was in 2017. I want you to listen to every word he says. There are Muslim communities, but African communities, Asian communities, Hispanic communities, and and the wave still continues. It's not going to stop, nor should we want it to stop. As a matter of fact, uh, um, it's one of the things I think we can be most proud of. So, uh, so there's a second thing in that black box, an unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop non-stop folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America absolute minority fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock that's not a bad thing that's a, that's a source of our strength. But it doesn't mean that it's just a change in the complexion of our society. No, 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 no. It, it When he does this, it does other things too. It increases crime. It increases the introduction of fentanyl and other poisonous drugs into our society because there's a large criminal element out there. And all of a sudden, safe neighborhoods Safe neighborhoods become unsafe because this guy has done without, by the way, us voting on it or us thinking about the consequences. He just, with a stroke of a pen, changed everything in this country, and now he wants you to accept it. Now, by the way, getting, 
Now he wants to, oh, well, I didn't do it. Trump did it. And the MAGA people did it. He's a liar. Yeah. You know, you go back in time where, you know, uh, our cattle farmers and everything, they, they, they had a herd, you know, and they had their brand on it. The way he talked about uh, white European stock, he referred to oh, us yeah. as cattle or a herd. And that gets back to who's really behind all of this because you've got the, uh, the one world government, that one world society, and that's what it's all about. you got to bring America down and do that. But I find it interesting, too. There's a lot of racism. They, they, they would call the MAGA people racist. What he said there was totally racist, and you should be offended by it. You should be offended by what uh, the New York mayor, uh, Eric Adams, you know, boasting that his administration is full of, if you or I say this, we would be lynched. Uh, but he's as full of chocolate members. Oh, I saw See, that. Have you ever seen so much chocolate at one place? I mean... Uh, and then he compared himself to Jesus. Have you noticed people on the left want to all of a sudden cling to the Bible and scriptures to say, you know, Trump is a false prophet? Oh, man. Now, you know what? I I'm not going to get into Trump's you know, do have or not have, or does he have religious beliefs? That's between him and God. And that's between if there is a God and isn't a God, if that's how you believe there's not one, you go ahead with that. That's your your thought. But don't take his name or try to take the Bible scriptures and weave it into your agenda and your narrative. Because if a lightning bolt is going to strike from heaven, I think you're going to be the lightning rod. Yeah, they, they are religious by convenience. You know, yeah. it's convenient for them to use religion, and they use it. But for the most part, these are people who are not religious. They kind of mock religion many times. Or if they don't directly mock religion, they embrace many things, many lifestyles that seem to go against what, you know, traditional religion preaches. So they may not say that we're against it, but we're really for all this stuff that is, you know— well, anti-religion. Okay, go ahead. So where do we go with all this? Do you think that we can convince the Democratic left or the liberals to listen to what we have to say and at least listen to reasoning? I have my thoughts, and I'll explain that in a second. Well, Do you think we can? Rephrase the question again so that I, I, I don't want to if you would. Do you think yes. that, that the real uh, the uh, the left, mm -hmm. all right, uh, that they will listen to us no. and at least try to have reason, no. or are they just going to attack, attack, attack? Their, their whole, their whole uh, point in, in existing is to be against us. I mean, this goes to what we talked about yeah. yesterday about how in Congress, right, you have uh, the left in, in the House, and they can be, one-on-one, -on -one, they can be against different things, but when a vote comes up, they will unite like a magnet. They will lock together, they'll lock arms, and there won't be any dissenters for the most part. They will all vote against the right. And, and it's not because they, they don't, uh, that they agree with every part of what they're voting, they're voting for, but they, they're Democrats. It's it's like a religion, Bill. Okay, it's, it's like a winner a, take all. It doesn't but, matter what the consequences Bill, it, are. It, it, no, it's like a religion. 
It's like yeah. a theology. As a matter of fact, I almost I think this is the truth. I believe the left is more uh, more uh, dedicated to their political philosophy than than do the, to their personal theology. I think that if you are a leftist, that's your primary reason for being. I know yeah. a lot of uh, a, a lot of people who are leftists and you'll notice that when you say something they they don't agree with they don't just disagree with you they get angry with you you know 50 years ago you could you could look at a couple and uh the husband goes yeah i'm a republican the wife goes no i'm a democrat but they got along they accepted their differences and they could talk and sometimes he'd persuade her over or she'd persuade him over to reason we could talk Yep. You there are divorces now. I was just going to say that. Nowadays they many times divorce. Yep. They they have divided the people that much to where we can't compromise, we can't rationalize, we can't discuss or negotiate. It's us or them. Screw your feelings. It's us or them. And that's why I'm saying you know, I, I, I'll say climbing Jacob's ladder, that, that the person that likes to sit there. And, um, you know, I, I let people post on my social page, whether mm-hmm. it's left or right, I don't care. You know, I, I, I give them that freedom of choice. But I sit there and I go, okay, just posted the podcast. There it is. It's 67 minutes long. Three minutes later, there's a post by them with a long, probably well-thought-out diatribe that probably took him a half hour to think about based on one headline. You know, you know, we talked about Biden and the border. <laughs> you didn't listen to the podcast, obviously. You have no clue as to what was said and what you posted is really, you know, not no, doesn't they're, even they're, touch. They're actually... Uh reacting to the paragraph the description right that we put together uh, so that makes me and you know i look at uh you know i stopped uh, i stopped uh, a long time ago could, trying know, to defend oh i don't uh, what we do here on on our podcast because i don't either because you don't you, you, you can spend your whole day uh talking with people who will you'll never convince you'll never convince right. a leftist uh a, a staunch dedicated leftist that you're right. It j- just won't happen. You're not going to convert them. It makes me wonder, we, you know, we do this podcast, we talk about things and, and the absurdity of things, and there's more things to talk about. Uh, you know, like uh, we point out in New York, you know, can you believe? But I sit there and I go, you know, maybe what we need to do, but see, you got to be careful because the left will say, oh, he's inciting something. But we do need to organize and we do need to sit there and have a set of, um, like an agenda. You know, these are, are things that, you know, if we want to sit there and, you know, preserve democracy and everything, these are the things that we have to do. Not like Nikki Haley, who went to Nevada and lost, never doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell, and now she's she's right. Oh, she didn't just me. lose, Bill. She didn't just lose. She, she lost, got her ass handed yeah, to her and tossed to, out. She lost to none of the candidates above. She yeah. didn't lose to Trump. No, no, no. She lost to none of the above. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. And you know who she's blaming for that? 
She's Trump. blaming Trump. Oh, so she know. became a Democrat in that. Rela- the, she she showed revealed her, her. She showed her colors, and they are deep, deep, deep sunk to the bottom of the ocean blue, and that's what it represents to me. You know. Yeah. I you want to go into the abyss? Go blue. But you know what she says? She's in it to win it. So she's going to keep. Keep on keeping on. Uh, keep spending that uh, that money that's being donated. Which means by, that she's she's got money coming to her that they are ready to throw away. And you gotta wonder with all that money, you know how deep are their pockets? Well, you know. But getting you know, back to what you were saying about about uh, defending our beliefs and you know the difference between being conservative and being a, a liberal. Uh, a liberal, a, a, a far leftist. I mean, they're not just liberal anymore. I had friends when I was when I was a kid. No. I had friends who were liberal, and like you said, uh, you could talk to them. These are almost socialist. I mean, you cannot you cannot stand on that side and not say that you are not socialist because most everything that they stand for is socialism. Yeah. But anyway. You know, at some point in time, and this is not a religious, a religi- uh, re- uh, re- religious a re- program. <laughs> no, a diatribe. It's not a fanatical religious thing, is what I'm trying to say, because that's not what I'm saying at all. But we do know that um, at some point in time, they're probably, you know, they talk about AI. Hey, they, hey, it would benefit you to have a chip in you that can help, you know, keep your immune system going and everything uh-huh. else. Yes. Um, you know, we've always talked about. Uh, maybe having an implant in your hand, or that's how you identify. That's your social security card. That's everything. That's your money and everything. Can you imagine when they get to that, they can sit there and say, "Oh, you're conservative. You don't get the chip. You don't have any rights." Or, or, or if you get the chip, it changes your philosophy. Oh, you know, well, I, I yeah, mean, you go that way. Yeah, this chip is going to be good for your health. It'll make your heart stronger. You'll lose weight. You'll have uh, clearer thinking. It's a real good chip, and you really should have it in your head. And then you put it in your head, and they they then they then they say, "Oh, we forgot to tell you, it's also going to make you fall in line with the philosophy well, of the government." They wouldn't have to tell you. You would just fall in line, and that would yeah. be, would be a, we would be all little drones. For the queen bee, whoever she is. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, by the way, Hillary, uh, she was upset with Tucker Carlson for his interview by, with uh, Putin. By the way, they haven't seen the interview yet. The interview doesn't come out until 6 o'clock tonight uh, on X, and yet they're all criticizing Tucker for the interview. Uh, Hillary was uh, calling him a stooge for Putin on television. I mean, this is this is amazing. These people are afraid that you are going to learn what's really going on. Like I talked about yesterday during World War II, yeah. just before the, before the war, everybody wanted to talk to Hitler. Every journalist in the world wanted to talk to Hitler before World War II. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, that was okay. That was accepted. By the way, the New York Times even admitted they tried to get an interview with Putin and they couldn't get it. So there is there some jealousy here because Tucker Carlson got the interview? Well, I would say that the reason that they are upset is the Times would have taken the interview and sliced and diced it yeah. and turned it and asked questions that are inappropriate to get a reaction and then they would take it and weave the commentary different. Tucker's going in there asking straightforward questions. Now, they'll say, oh, no, that's what he's going to do. Well, you know what? Again, the interview hasn't transpired. 
So since it hasn't, uh, well, it's transpired, but it hasn't been presented yet. So like my Jacob Ladder uh, analogy earlier, you're reacting to something that uh, upsets you because it may tell a different story than what you've been saying. You know, you're going to have to, if, if the New York Times would have gotten the interview, we couldn't say anything about it or speculate until they released that interview, right? Right. Oh, and absolutely. Then, you, and then if it... You're absolutely correct. But when Tucker talks about having interviewed uh, Putin, and you haven't seen the interview yet. Nobody has. Uh, but yet the media is going bananas. They're trying to... They're trying to... Uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, block him at the EU. The EU is so upset that he did the interview... They're trying to sanction, that's the word. He, they're trying to sanction Tucker Carlson for doing the interview, and they haven't seen the interview yet in the EU. I mean, this is well, a world... Well, now when they sanction him, what, what do they... What, well, keep, you, keep him from going to Europe. Keep him from traveling to different countries. I mean, th- think about that for a second. They haven't seen the interview yet, but because he did it, they believe that he was aiding and abetting... Is he still in Russia? Pardon? Is he still in Russia? I do not know, and I don't think he would probably tell you. What, well, what is, I'm saying if they they know where he is, well, you're, they you're saying sanction him, keep him, keeping him from traveling back to the U.S. No, I, I think he probably got back to the U.S. before he released this stuff. I would imagine they had to come back and edit it for one thing. So, well, yeah, he could have done that trip a long time ago, and now we're just seeing it, and he's know, sitting there in the comfort of his home. I was thinking, That's how I would have done it. I was thinking about another thing. He was in where Russia. Uh, who is living in Russia and nobody's heard from for many years? And uh, he, he initially was called a traitor, but a lot of people believe he was actually prophetic and he was being penalized. Snowden, right? You yeah. know, and Snowden's over in, in, in Russia. He hasn't had an interview in God knows how long. I was thinking if, he's, if Tucker's over, the, uh, over there interviewing Putin, maybe he also interviewed uh, Snowden too while he was there. That would be yeah. another another interview for another time. That'll drive the left really nuts. Um, well, there's a few people that I know of that have gone over there, and uh, they have they they fly low on the radar now for whatever reason, or maybe you know um, he was also. We were talking about uh, the the border problem. He released this audio. Of, actually, it's a video. He released it a couple of days ago, and about the border. You got to listen to this. The story of history is the story of invasions. One group of people moving into someone else's land and taking it. One nation ends, another begins. Invasions drive history. Few Americans understand this is happening to them right now. The United States of America is being invaded. For the love of God, this is a damn invasion. Who is allowing this? They invaded our privacy. I think it's an invasion of the country. In other words, it's ending. The country you grew up in no longer exists. Soon will be unrecognizable. No one is fighting back. Few are even acknowledging it. And the people who lead us are letting it happen. Why are our leaders letting this happen? Well, to destroy the country and to change the demographics. Who lives here determines what the country is like. This country is changing faster than you may understand. Americans are being replaced. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. In August of 2023, illegal immigration outpaced American births. A brand new population. 
Last year alone, over three million people came here illegally just over our southern border. The media won't tell you it's happening, but if you look around, you can see it, and you can see it most clearly in our cities, which are collapsing. We elect people to protect us. That's what politicians are paid to do. But they've done the opposite. They've sold us out, and they've crushed what our ancestors built. Take a look at our cities. They're hellish, and immigration is the reason. The city of Chicago was in tough shape even before Joe Biden opened the border. Now, parts of it are basically uninhabitable. Even the socialist mayor of Chicago says the city is breaking under the strain. Without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago that won't be able to maintain this mission. It's the entire country that is now at stake. The Illinois Chicago's politicians may complain about illegal immigration in public, but in private, they're paying for it with your money. They're spending more on illegal aliens than on their own citizens. They're doing this secretly. They're hiding it from the public. Our team uncovered a shadow terminal, for example, inside Chicago O'Hare Airport. Hundreds of migrants were being hidden there secretly. Our team pulled up with cameras rolling, and at first we didn't see much. The city erected a black tarp to hide what was going on. The motive was simple. They didn't want us to see it. And a third-party security group paid for with your tax dollars told us that was prohibited. We weren't allowed to see. I want to look inside. For what? For what? They weren't local or federal law enforcement, so we ignored them. They had no authority. They were rent-a-cops. Inside, our team found more than 100 beds on the floor. The smell was overpowering, repulsive. It was filthy. But it's not just airport terminals that have been given over to people who've come here illegally from the poorest countries in the world without permission, criminally, and yet being supported in every detail of their lives by taxpayers. No, even police stations in Chicago have been turned into refugee camps. This is new video never seen before of what's actually happening inside Chicago's police stations. Keep in mind, the people who work in those police stations are paid to protect you, but that's not what they're doing. They're running refugee camps for illegal aliens. As our cameramen approached the Chicago police precinct in the city's downtown to see what was happening inside, you see people come out, illegal aliens, shooting in the middle finger and yelling. They didn't hide their hostility. Many other illegals have been pushed into poorer, predominantly black neighborhoods on the south side. We went there. We spoke to someone who has lived on the south side of Chicago virtually his entire life. He's enraged by how the city has fallen apart under its sanctuary city policy. Andre Smith, CEO of Chicago Against Violence. I don't know the count, but I know that the readiness, the language of sanctuary city, state, and county should have had a plan, but it led to a massive destruction. I have seen almost the worst of the worst in Chicago, but seeing this migrant crisis the most devastating thing that I ever seen. You live in America, the place you grew up, the place you'd like to see your children grow up in much the way that you did. But that won't be possible because of the single greatest sellout in our history. Hundreds of years of America eliminated by an invasion that our leaders made possible. You should know that. That's uh, Tucker Carlson. It's uh, actually from a longer video. They did a little like right. it's a promo video. But, you know, Bill, I was thinking when they, if you see this video, you, you see the 
area in the airport that they cordoned off, and you see the oh, yeah. bl- the black tarps that they used to to hide them. And they walk inside because, like they said, these weren't real policemen who were securing the area. They were just uh, rental cops. You know, they had no authority. Yeah, a pretender cop. But yeah. you know, you know what what you're seeing in that hidden area are people who are complying, people who illegals who are following their rules. They're it's a lousy, lousy uh, uh, environment. I don't know why, in the name of God. They think that people are going to just stay there. I'm thinking, how many people look at that, illegals, and say, I'm out of here. You know, I'll find my own way. I'm here now. You can keep your uh, your cordoned-off area with the tarps hanging. I think there are more people, Bill, out in the city, out in the community already, trying to, you know, who are breaking into buildings to sleep, who are already doing things that you don't want them to do because— it's better than living in a cordoned off uh, area in the airport. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. And Tucker was talking about what we've been saying, that we are under an invasion. The, the birth rate is down in, in America, but yet illegal immigration is coming over. And then the one thing you got to think about, even if we got the birth rate up, all right, mm-hmm. now we have to rear those kids and teach them our values and philosophies and educate them. Whereas, well, the immigrants are here and they're full grown. So these babies aren't going to do it. We have brought in an entire population and they're here. And I'm looking at maybe this border bill that they were trying to do and they're getting all this money bellied into it for the fight in the Ukraine. Once they have a budget, because now Schumer's going, yeah, you know what? If uh, Forget about the security of the border. We'll just go through and get the money. I have know, Schumer. Anyway. I have Schumer saying, uh, yeah, commenting about that border bill. Listen. <clears throat> I'm not going to be long. So first Republicans said they would only do Ukraine and Israel humanitarian aid with border. Then they said they wouldn't do it. They would not do it with border. Well, we're going to give them both options. We're going to take, we'll take either one. We just hope they can come to yes on something. The bottom line is very simple. We knew about a week ago when Trump mixed in and said, you know, wanted to be political and said he'd prefer chaos at the border because he thinks it helps him electorally. We knew that we might have to have a second option. So I then called the White House and told my caucus that if, unfortunately, the big supplemental bill failed, we would do everything but border. And that's what the bill, we're posting it right now so you can, everyone can see it. Uh, that's what the bill we're doing does. It has everything that we had in the original supplemental negotiations, but without border, although we do have the fentanyl issue in, that's not a border issue, but that is very, very important. And so uh, we just hope they can come to yes, and we will have the second vote if the first vote fails. I still hope that they would rethink the first vote Donald Trump wants chaos. Donald Trump does not want success at the border. He wants chaos, and if he became president, I doubt he'd ever solve it, as Mitch McConnell said. And so um, we want them to pass the border bill, and if they vote against border, America will know who is for fixing the border and who is not. But if it fails, we still believe Ukraine, Israel, humanitarian aid, uh, to the Middle East and helping Indochina, as well as strengthening our military, is vitally important for all those Republicans who said, well, 
who first said, well, we want it with border and now say we want it without border, they got both options. On amendments, because I know you'll ask that, we have always been for a fair and open amendment process. Under my leadership, we've done far more amendments than when McConnell was majority leader, and we will have a fair and open process on amendments, okay? you were five months ago trying to pass this bill without border. Do you have any assurances that the speaker would actually bring this bill up? In Look, the, the bottom line is to speak. The majority of Republicans in the House said they want to do Ukraine, they want to do Israel, and we hope that if we pass it in the Senate, that the House would then rise to the occasion. The House is in chaos. It doesn't behoove the speaker well to block everything because 30 hard right wing people just want chaos like Donald Trump does. Uh, what, a, what, a, what an evil son of a gun. <laughs> what an evil oh, yeah. son of a gun. That's Chuck yeah, he's saying that Trump wants chaos. Trump wants chaos. Yeah, of course. Well, you know what? We do want a secure border, but what he's doing is he's saying they want humanitarian aid and all well, that. You heard, you heard him say well, fentanyl, Bill. You heard him mention fentanyl, right? <sighs> Heard, That's a border issue. Yeah. That is a border issue. Said, it's he, not and, a, and what did he say? He said, oh, fentanyl, because it's not a border issue. He said, it's not a border issue. Let me tell you what issue. he wants. It's, it's because he said humanitarian aid. Yeah. And once they get money, once it's in a budget, they can reappropriate it, whether they want to give it to Zelensky or they want to sit there and say, well, you know, this border issue, we have all these people here. Let's give them the right to vote, and let's give them $60 billion. Wait a second. Let's so reallocate say, that money. You're saying if they gave them $60 billion for the Ukraine, and then if they want to give them more, they can take some of the $20 billion they put for the border and give it to the Ukraine too? Well, they could give it to the Ukraine, or they could take the money and give it to the illegals that are coming over because do you oh, think wow. that they could? do you think they could pass a bill – that uh, and get it by the American public, and say, yeah, we're going to give forty billion dollars to the illegal aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's happening now. It's happening now. They well, are. Giving... It is happening, but yeah. the, uh, that would be very obvious. So a little sleight of hand here, a little sleight of hand there. Why is it so important for them to get that sixty billion dollars? Is it really the Ukraine, or are they blowing smoke up our ass? Yeah. Well. I mean, if the shoe fits, what do they say? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, there's a good chance it's a duck. So, and yeah, Schumer is the shoe man here. So, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Well, he's going to make it fit no matter what he has to do in lying. I was thinking, how would you feel? How would you feel if you were a parent who lost uh, a young child to fentanyl poisoning? Fentanyl poisoning. That's what it is. There's no poisoning. Yes, it is. Yeah. So how would you feel if you were a parent? I mean, this is what they are allowing. Joe Biden, when he talks so openly about letting everybody and their brother in across the border, come on, it's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of it. I'm bringing them all across, and I'll bring some more. It's good for our country. It's what we're made of. Now, he's also allowing all that poison to come in and to to take so many young, promising lives. That son of a gun— that's what he's really doing. And when you hear guys like Schumer, Schumer tra- talking, it's about power and money. Power and money. Nothing else. They don't give a darn about you or your family. They just don't. If you think that they care about uh, you and your well-being, ah, forget it. It's all about power and money. And they don't want to lose the power, and they want to make a lot of money. 
Somebody's hands yeah. are always getting greased when these money bills come through. Trust me. Yeah, they are. It, it's a shame. And, uh, you know, Rand you Paul know. was talking uh, about Mitch McConnell. You know, McConnell is uh, uh, a turncoat. I mean, it's just pure and simple. He was for this bill, this border bill that you heard Schumer talking about. He was, he was telling everybody to vote for it until he realized that everybody that was calling his office wanted him out of his job. And all of a sudden, he had a change of heart. But listen to what Rand Paul said on Laura Ingram's show yesterday. From the beginning, I think this has been a ruse. It has never really been about the border. That was a token. That was a bone that was going to be thrown to conservatives. But they were always worried that if conservatives got wind that it was a ruse, that it wasn't a real border reform, if people like Laura Ingram or Hannity somehow got wind of this, that you would discuss the bill, look at the bill, and that it would be destroyed. So the game all along was to keep this in secret from us, but also in the secret from anybody that might look at it and might criticize it. This was an organized plan from the very beginning from our leadership to keep this out of the hands of any conservatives that might criticize them. Yeah, well, we got our hands on it, and then they said it was internet rumors. Langford kept saying these are internet rumors. Like, well, then you open up the bill, it says 5,000 people. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be an emergency after 5,000. What about an emergency after 700,000 people already came in? How about five months? if one of them yeah. is on the terror watch list? Senator, moving on. Um, uh, Senator McConnell was asked about the criticism that he's faced over this disaster of a bill. He told Politico, I've had a small group of persistent critics this whole time I've been in the job. The reason we've been talking about the border is because the persistent critics wanted to. You can't pass a bill without dealing with a Democratic president and Democratic Senate. Um, what of that? I mean, the he, Democrats seem to get a lot done when they have a, when they have a Republican uh, president or Republican Senate. He's completely out of touch with Kentucky Republicans, with conservative Republicans, advocating for all this money to go to Ukraine. We're not for that. that I mean, nobody in Kentucky is for that. His approval ratings in Kentucky are almost below zero. They are the lowest of any elected official in the United States. He is working with Biden and Schumer to funnel your money to Ukraine, but he's not working with conservatives. So he is in the minority of his caucus. There's maybe 10 of them that will vote with all of the Democrats. Oh, you're just he, is using, he is using the minority of the big government Republicans up here to work with Democrats to send your money to Ukraine. I mean, this is uh, the minority leader they're talking about, Mitch McConnell, uh, who's mm -hmm. definitely not doing you any favors. He's doing it all for no. uh, a select few of uh, people who uh, have influence and power. That's all he's doing it for, and he got caught. And you heard Rand Paul. Rand Paul is his uh, his fellow uh, Kentucky senator. I mean, you would think that they would stand shoulder to shoulder. And he's saying this guy is uh, just not doing anybody any good, McConnell. Uh, no, he's not. But you know, he's a turncoat on his own party and to the Democrats too, because he he uh, you know he he shifts in the wind and yeah. Uh, but it is a good thing that he listened to the phone calls that came in. You know, um, yesterday, and this all goes back, by the way, everything that's happening right now, all of this turmoil is because of the 2020 elections. You may say, what? A 20? No, it really is. It's because we got the, they allowed these corrupt people to take the reins and to and the ship of state and to... Uh, have control over things like security and the border and the military and border patrol and ICE and all that stuff. And so now we're suffering uh, as a result. Uh, yesterday, uh, Molly Hemingway, who is a terrific uh, conservative reporter, 
uh, from Washington. She testified in front of Congress about elections, and uh, you got to hear this. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to testify today. The American system of self-governance is under attack. Instead of an election day where everyone votes at the same time and with the same full set of information, votes are counted quickly and everyone promptly knows and trusts the outcome, we now have lengthy election seasons that can last months prior to and even after election day. The situation is so absurd that we have presidential and gubernatorial debates weeks after some people have already voted. Instead of having total security and a verifiable chain of custody for ballots being issued, cast, and counted, we flood addresses across the country with tens of millions of unsupervised mail-in ballots months ahead of elections, frequently to locations from which voters, if they're even alive, have long since moved. Instead of having election administration that is rigorously nonpartisan and impartial under the law, we have allowed the private takeover of government election offices by partisan oligarchs and their armies of activists who use those offices and their authorities to tilt the election toward favored candidates. Instead of voters being able to vote for the candidate of their choice, powerful interests backed by wealthy oligarchs are working to remove the most popular candidate and the ruling party's chief opponent from the ballot in a move reminiscent of Soviet Russia. And if that weren't enough, instead of the top candidates chosen by the people being able to fully engage in a vigorous campaign heading into an election, we have one side actively attempting to throw its opponent in prison and bankrupt his family, again, reminiscent of Soviet Russia. Instead of a system of rule of law that gives Americans the same rights and due process, the Department of Justice and other partisan actors are prosecuting their opposition, whether powerful or lowly, and doing so in places where partisan juries will ensure a quick conviction. Instead of a free and independent press that shares news and information to help inform voters, we have a press that is almost exclusively the arm of one political party and is so corrupt that it is willing to perpetrate hoax after hoax against opposition party members. Instead of a vibrant public square where Americans can debate issues and express their strongly held views, we have an elaborate censorship industrial complex where the government works hand in hand with tech oligarchs to suppress and blacklist debate on all the important issues that contribute to election outcomes. This is something I know firsthand because our government worked with tech companies to censor me for my election reporting. Allowing just one of these attacks to infect our electoral system would be a crisis. Allowing all of them at the same time is an existential threat to our system of self-government. In my best-selling book on how election administration has been co-opted by groups seeking political power, I reported on a new phenomenon in the 2020 election that has already severely eroded trust and needs to be addressed decisively. In the last presidential election, nonprofit groups with very strong ties to the Democrat Party and funded by one of the world's wealthiest and most powerful men, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, took over government election offices, most notably in the Democrat areas of swing states. Since then, the efforts by partisans to further infiltrate government election offices to ensure favorable outcomes have only increased. I look forward to answering questions about how the private oligarch takeover of elections is a threat to our system of self-government. What a well-done opening statement, huh? Molly Hemingway. Yeah. 
You know, Bill, uh, don't think for one second that the people who who backed and funded the corruption of the 2020 election aren't funding the turmoil right now that involves the courts and Trump. All of this stuff is being backed by these dark, below-the-radar people who are who are just trying to get their way with their money. If you bite your lip, step back, take a deep breath, and look from whence the, uh, the accusations are coming, which come from the left, and you see where the, they, they make sure they get into deliberate courts that are Democratic appointees. Yeah. And I'm going like, I'm sorry, but aren't you supposed to be judged by a group of your peers, a fair and impartial? Yeah. You know, but it's not. I mean, we talked about it earlier in the show about that guy, Kaplan, who uh, uh, when they went back and asked for a mistrial because uh, E. Jean Carroll had destroyed subpoenaed evidence, subpoenaed evidence, he said, well, there's no proof that Trump was looking for that evidence, so I'm not going to even acknowledge that that even existed. Just to mm-hmm. heck with it. Uh, I mean, these are corrupt, corrupt people. And, and they wear the they wear the robes, and they sit in the yeah. fancy courtrooms. But and, then you know, New, I mean, New York, the mayor's sitting there going, "Have you seen all this chocolate? You know, have you seen all these Democrat judges we got? Have you seen what they're doing in Massachusetts? You know, I I, I mentioned their uh, their governor there. I forget her name, but anyway, she is uh, uh, Haley, isn't it? Not Haley. Yeah, uh, Haley. Uh, well, uh, what's your name? Oh, I I, I got it. Uh, not Haley. Uh, it's Healy. Healy. Maury yeah. Healy. I'm sorry. Yeah, Close. now she did her work thing, you know, where she sat there and said, we're going to shift away from, you know, high school diplomas and college degrees. Of course. To uh, the labor force that's 90% now skilled labor. Of course. Absolutely. And I'm like going, okay, I get that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for you know, people that have gone in and they've apprenticed somewhere and sure. they're, they're tradesmen. But, you know, America was made that way. But that's a big shift there. And what do they have a problem with? Jobs for illegal immigrants. Now, she's done another fine thing. She appointed somebody to a vacant seat in the Supreme Court in that state. Uh, now, not to point a finger on her, her love life, but she is, obviously, she's, she's an LGBT. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, she is. So she she appointed an old lover, and she goes, well, obviously, yes, I had a relation with her for years, so I know her, you know, her innermost secrets. Oh, my God. Talk about a conflict. Talk about a I mean, if it happened, imagine if a a Republican had had, had an affair with somebody uh, of the opposite sex, and they just had an affair, and then appointed that person to a Supreme Court position. It wouldn't even matter if it was an affair. Let's just say that they were intimately involved, and he wasn't married, or she wasn't married. But then, you know, relationships sometimes don't work out. That doesn't mean that there's not some kind of connection still there that is would but you be know, inappropriate. Bill, the Massachusetts press won't do a darn thing because they're all on her side. I mean, well, you know, I saw won't. her state of I saw her state of the uh, union for the for the state, and everybody she acknowledged was, you know, a, a person of persuasion. I, I guess I'll put it that way. I, I don't want to get into that. Was woke? 
was woke. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's what it was. And I'm sitting there going, so, yes, she's going to have a woke appointee. And if they don't see the light of what they elected, or maybe somebody else elected them and your vote just didn't count. Well, you know what I you heard? Know? I read something uh, this week which uh, made my eyes widen, uh, that uh, a state, one of the one of the... One of the uh, states in the union has the largest emigration, you know, not not emigration, emigration. That's when they move out of. When people are moving out of a state, that's emigration, right? Yeah. Massachusetts, right up there. It's it's one of the the fastest emigrating states in the union. People are leaving Massachusetts in droves to go to any place but to a woke state. They're going to Florida. They're going to Texas. They're getting out of Massachusetts because there's nothing on the horizon that uh, looks promising for anybody in that state who's conservative. If you're a conservative, you're yeah. going to be living in uh, enemy territory soon. So um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here to this past weekend. You know, we had the uh, the truckers there, the rally and everything. Right. And uh, did anything bad happen there? Not that I know of. I'll tell you one thing, Bill. On the media had uh, a blackout on all the news that was coming from the border. I my my wife asked me about that uh, yesterday. Anything on the border? I said I can't find a thing anywhere. Ah, uh, I found something. Did you really? Yes, the FBI arrested a, a group of men who were down there set to start a civil war down there on the border. Were and they? So were they, they supposedly? They were very, were they supposedly right-wing conspiracy people? Oh, well, yes. Um, of course. Yes. And, 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 you know, they even made a, a phone call to Abbott saying, if you don't do something, we will. Uh, oh, and it was a large number of people. Now, it could be that there were a group of people, three. Yeah. Three guys. <laughs> three guys. Uh, I mean, they, they found him, him in a phone booth. Yeah. You show me a liberal... Uh, or, or a left rally that doesn't have three troublemakers in it. There's troublemakers wherever you go, but all of a sudden, and one of the key things that they were striving on was one guy said, yes, I'm doing this because I feel that our country is, are you ready for it? Because we're guilty of this. Yeah. Our country is being invaded. Man, man. Well, you know, Bill, that's the headline. You know, they have uh, a demonstration a couple of uh, about a week ago in D.C. where uh, pro Hamas people literally blocked off all the major arteries into the city during morning rush hour. And nobody got arrested by the FBI. There was nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Sure, ambulances couldn't get through and legislators couldn't get into the their offices because the traffic was blocked for five and a half, six hours. Not a big deal. That was a major issue that uh, the FBI ignored. But they went down to the border. They found three people. By the way, there were hundreds of thousands of people at the border. Right. You know, Unbelievable. but they're going to make it uh, look. You know, I, I could smell that rat coming, you know, or that crap barge is sailing in, sitting there going, well, they felt, or, you know, one guy you mentioned, ah, I feel that uh, we're under an invasion. Well, that points at you, Jim, and me, Bill Knight, that, that, you know, because we say, 
hey, look what's going on here with the border. You know, we've got millions of people that have come across illegally. We're under invasion. And even Tucker says that the, you know, the same thing we said, yeah. that the immigration outweighs our population. We are being replaced. It is an invasion. It is colonization, although some of our leaders are behind this takeover of our government because they are working for the oligarchs, the big money people, uh, where they you want know, us to be. You know that CNN. One world government. CNN is not going to cover the border crisis or the rally. Uh, MSNBC, they're going to make fun of the border rally. Uh, uh, Fox, which was, uh, I used to watch it all the time, but ever since the 2020 election, I'm very selective about what I watch on Fox. I mean, I, I don't trust them anymore. I've lost my trust for Fox. Uh, they're not going to cover the rally on the border on the weekend. If they do, it'll be a very cursory kind of thing. And uh, Newsmax, because it's a smaller network, doesn't seem to have the resources to have live coverage from the border. So uh, you might get uh, something here or there, but uh, mostly on the weekend, if you watch Newsmax, those are pre-recorded programs, mostly. And so you're not going to see the coverage. So nobody covered the border, and it kind of faded away. A lot of people in the country wondered if there was a protest. Uh, some people, even to this day, think, has the rally protest on the border happened yet? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it happened last weekend, and nobody was paying attention, except for the FBI, who uh, who oh. went to the crowd and found three people who in well, a phone booth and said, yeah. yep, there they are, the insurrectionists. Well, speaking of insurrection, New yeah. York now is uh, afoot with uh, wanting to take Trump off the ballot. So well, you got Colorado, Maine, New York, Hawaii, and if, yeah, the, I the, guess that's going to be that's going to be decided, unfortunately, by the uh, the robes in Washington at the Supreme Court. And by the so, way, technically, it should be a no brainer. Technically, it should be a no brainer. Uh, the, Trump has not been. Uh, 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 charged with or found guilty of insurrection. That's what they're basing their argument on. It should be a no-brainer. They should say, uh, this is ridiculous. It should be a one-line sentence. Trump is qualified to be in all of, on all of the ballots because he hasn't done any the insurrection. Plan is, the plan is one of two, whatever they can pull off. They either want to sit there and railroad it through and get him convicted where he goes to jail, that's number one, and then they'll use the insurrection and that to say he can't be on the ballot. Or number two, they're going to just sit there and get him off the ballot. So my question to you, because Nikki Haley's probably sitting there going, yeah, when Trump's off the ballot, I'm the only candidate. Nikki, we don't like you. Nobody likes I you. I will vote for none of the above. Ah, none I will of the vote, above. I will vote for none uh, of the above, really. So there is a damn good chance that Biden will win the election. I'll say it right now. He's got a damn good chance, even though Trump is way ahead in the polls, because by hook or crook, they're going to take well, this. We man may be we may be getting running. to a breaking point in our country. One more thing I wanted to point out before we wrap this program up. Mm -hmm. Uh Ronna McDaniel on Wednesday denied reports. She has agreed to step down as chairman of the Republican National Committee. According to the New York Times, Ronna McDaniel is set to resign from a position following the February 24th South Carolina GOP primary. But Ronna says, don't believe everything you read in the New York Times. So, uh, that's, Who the hell knows? Yeah. I just wanted to pass that along uh, as an update. And I think, my friend, uh, that's going to do it. 
a lot to talk about, a lot of opinions expressed. Uh, I'm sure if you are out there and you like the program, tell your friends, will you? Spread the word. You know, Everyone should go out and find one person who doesn't listen and get them to try it just to yeah. help uh, us get our program out there. Because it, we are surrounded by a sea of podcast nonsense. Sludge. I was going to say swill. I just did. But, uh, I mean, there is so much nonsense in the podcast world that it's hard to stand out. And uh, we would appreciate you spreading the word to your friends and letting them know we exist. Uh, we do have, look at, based upon our research, we've got uh, actually a larger than expected audience around the world, but they're listening to us on streaming devices. You know, if we don't have streaming mm. devices, uh, then we don't have that audience. We have, uh, we'll listen to on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, we'll listen to on Spotify. You can find us on uh, iTunes. We're, we're everywhere, actually, uh, when it comes to streaming. But, uh, you know, we also like to look at the uh, people who come to our website. And uh, that, is, that is being suppressed. All right? I'll just leave it at that. We're being suppressed, and we don't know why. Uh, but we have, uh, you know, the media is uh, owned by well, some. Well, we're not the only ones, though, because we noticed a few other notable people. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true, too. Yeah, we have. I mean, uh, yes, uh, some big players, uh, you don't see them uh, on the platform. I know I, no, I saw Ted Nugent. Yeah, and yeah, he does do a talk show. And he's obviously, because of his years you know, in rock, he's got a, a good fan base. You know, so we're there with him, you know, in those numbers. But the point is, it's not where it should be. Right. It's, it's not even listed the right way. So, yeah. So we need your help as an active listener to spread the word and help us grow our, our program because uh, it's important to us. It's important that the truth get out there. We think it's the truth. We do a lot of research for these programs. Uh, we, we fact check our material and uh, we try to give you the honest the honest facts, and then our our view of those facts, and we do it every day. Mm. Uh, my friend, I think we've, we've just about done it. If you want to contact us, 833-538-7868. You can call us, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. But since you know Jim and Bill, you can also do Jim and Bill at mail.com. You know, I was and thinking of something. Wait, wait, before you do it. I was thinking um, of something. Listen, if you want to be on this program, if ooh. you want to be on this program, uh. call, call that number I gave you, 833-538-7868. And, and seriously, you can say the magic words at the end of the program as opposed to having my co-host do it. What do you think of that? You know Hasta what? la vista, baby. We're out of here. Those are the words. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com. 
It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>